Well, good morning, folks, and welcome to another episode of Avocados and Reese's Cups. I actually had another episode taped, and I didn't like it, so I deleted it, and I wanted to do an episode on something that we're all going through or starting to go through at this point. So the name of this podcast episode will be coming out of COVID. And I don't know that we'll ever completely come out of COVID because from what I'm hearing from the doctors, um, Dr. Fauci and uh, the CDC and the National Institute of Health, that this is a virus that we're probably going to live with um, the rest of my life and probably into other people's lives. And so when we say coming, when I say coming out of COVID, um, I, I recognize that it's not ever going to be 100% over, most probably. Um, but as we sit today, um, we are getting vaccinated. Uh, I am not personally vaccinated yet um, because I'm at the bottom of the list, which I'm okay with. Um, but shortly, we should all be getting our vaccines and making um, our way into the new reality of, um, of life as we get a handle on COVID. Can we say that? Um, I hope that's the case because it certainly has been a very, very difficult time for all of us. And I, for one, um, find it difficult on a couple of levels. One, as a regular human being, um, doing grocery shopping and keeping my family safe and trying to navigate the doctor, the dentist, the eye doctor, the this, the that, all the normal things that one needs to do, um, which have been maybe forever changed or at least radically changed by, um, by COVID and its effects on um, society and every, every aspect of life. So I see that from both a business owner and as a consumer. Um, just for reference and the reason that spurred this episode is that I got a call yesterday. Well, not a call. I got an email yesterday from Hawaiian Airlines and we are flying to Maui finally um, in May um, after missing a vacation completely last year due to COVID. And we did not, a lot of my friends went up north to New Hampshire to get away. We didn't do that. It's not our shtick. Um, We didn't go to the Cape. A lot of people did. We thought about it. It didn't happen. Um, But most of my friends and my staff um, have at least gotten away for a weekend or they normally get a beach house and they're able to take a short break. And I'm grateful that they all got to do that. I did not get to. So I have literally been working seven days a week um, for once we leave for Maui, God willing, it will be 720, 719 days. And that's a long time, especially when owning a business, small business right now is so intense. Um, it's way more intense than it's ever been before. And that is, I'm not complaining. It's just that I'm, I have to acknowledge how tired I am. I'm mentally tired. I'm physically tired. 
Um, my body is trying to remind me that I'm not 27. I'm going to be 57 and, um, I'm thankful for my good health and, um, my massage therapist who gives me an amazing cupping massage once a month so that I can keep my body together. Um, I'm grateful to have no major health problems and, um, grateful for my new hips because Jesus, if I hadn't gotten them by now, it would really be a a struggle to try to get them at this point with all the COVID restrictions and whatnot. So I'm grateful for all those things. Um, But, you know, you know when your soul is tired, it's time to take a break. And you can't, uh, as I preach to my clients, you can't pour from an empty cup. And my cup is running close to empty at this point. So hopefully um, that's on the horizon to change. Um, Everybody has their happy place. Of course, my happy place is with my family. Um, and at my studio, but what fills my soul back up is going to Hawaii and being by the ocean and, um, being warm and running around in shorts all day and a bathing suit and, um, eating good food outside and spending quality time with my husband. Um, because, you know, between his mother getting COVID and us worrying about that and him working from home and then going through and getting his dream job and changing all that and my brother's health concerns and worrying about him and you know the loss of Sadie the loss of Lily um everybody's family has those things to review over the last year I do know that um and I'm not saying that mine are more important than anybody else's they're definitely not um but this is my podcast so I'm talking about it from my perspective but I do validate and um, have deep compassion for other people's as well because we've certainly all been in this and it's the challenge of a lifetime um, and not one that any of us ever expected to have so anyway um, getting over COVID I went to uh, get my husband something out of our upstairs closet this morning before he went to work And I saw our suitcases, which have been idle for low these many days, um, over a year, close to two. And um, it made me think of all the things that you miss, the things that we've all been missing, besides the people that have been lost, um, and the dignity that a lot of people have lost because of this virus. Um, but I wanted to talk about those little things if I could. And those little things are things like packing your suitcase and getting excited to go on a trip, uh, whether it be for business or for vacation. Um, you know, worrying about getting on the airplane and, um, what am I going to wear that makes me comfortable? And those things of travel but also the little things of life, of everyday life. Um, I think all of us are worrying about going shopping. I have to go and exchange two things today, and I haven't been in a mall. I don't generally go to the mall anyway prior to COVID, but I need to go and exchange these things, and um, I'm going to do that today. And I'm not nervous about it, but I'm a little apprehensive 
I know once I get there and go in, it'll be just fine. But just missing jumping in the car and going to a store you need to go to and walking in and not worrying about forgetting your mask and um, your hand sanitizer and making sure you sanitize before you go in. And then as soon as you get to your car, don't touch your mask, sanitize your hands. Then you can touch everything in your car. Um, All of those things um, that you're missing. Um, Going out to dinner with girlfriends, just saying, what are you doing next Thursday or the last Thursday of this month? Can we go out and hang out and chat and laugh and um, all of that? Missing that a lot um, as well. Um, You know, things things that have gotten easier through COVID uh, at this point. We can buy toilet paper. Um, Every store I've gone into this week, which is like two or three, um, grocery stores, they all have sanitizing wipes, Lysol, and uh, toilet paper, and paper towels, all things that were hard to find um, initially during the deep quarantine, and even as we were able to reopen with um, limited attendance, I, um, <laughs> I was spending a lot of time driving to different stores trying to find Lysol and toilet paper and paper towels and sanitizing wipes, which I need to keep my business running because I need to have all that stuff available. The toilet paper and stuff, paper towels, not only for my own family, but for my business and the sanitizing wipes, I need to have them out and available for my, um, for my clients to feel confident coming in so that they can sanitize their equipment so that they can feel like, you know, they're, they're safe with us. Um, our electrostatic disinfector, which has been invaluable to us. Um, I'm grateful that we were able to purchase it. I'm grateful that I thought that day, I remember thinking, Oh my God, I saw this story about airlines and how they're sanitizing. I want to get one of those. They're probably too expensive. And then I found that, no, in fact, they're not. And I can get one um, on Amazon, and I did. And thank God, because it has certainly kept my staff, my clients, and Karen and I safe to come into the studio um, and continue to give great classes and work and give my staff the, um, the confidence to come to work and to know that they're safe. So I'm not missing the hunt for Lysol. I'm not missing the hunt for sanitizing wipes. I'm not missing the hunt for toilet paper. I personally in our house and um, one of my friends told me about this. Uh, It's a toilet paper subscription called Who Gives a Crap? That's right. That's the name of the company, Who Gives a Crap? Um, I get a case of toilet paper every couple of months that's plenty for my family and it lets you calculate what you need. Um, and it's bamboo, so it's self-sustaining. And they also give to charity, um, a charity that sets up indoor plumbing in um, third world countries. And so to me, it was like a win-win. I get toilet paper that comes to my house and I get to help out a charity that's doing really good work um, around the world to help others um, who don't even have indoor plumbing. So I'm very grateful for that. And um, having my dairy um, delivered to my house, 
uh, same friend found that and told me about it, a local dairy, so we can support a local company and get wonderful and amazing products delivered right to our home every week. Um, I'm also not, I'm missing the search for bottled water, which was happening because anytime there's a panic, um, for any reason, people want and need their water. And so I was lugging two and a half gallon refrigerator packs uh, with the spigot because it's just easier for my family because we give it to the girls too. And I was having to lug those and then I couldn't find them. So we were cutting a hole in one and using the regular gallon jugs and pouring them in. And we just decided during quarantine to get a water delivery. Um, we got a bubbler or in Boston, a bubbler, and it's a bottom loader. So you don't have to lift and turn upside down those massive five gallon um, bottles of water. And um, it's worked out great for us. Um, it's gr great for our family and it's just more convenient. Um, and those are some good things that we found during the quarantine and getting over COVID. Um, so there are some positives, I think, um, but there are so many negatives. Uh, the fear and the trepidation of going places. Um, many of my clients and some of my staff um, are deeply afraid to leave their homes. And it hurts my heart to hear that from them, to know that they're going through that. Um, agoraphobia is a real thing. It is the phobia of leaving your home. And for a lot of people, this has created mental illness in a lot of people because they don't, they're so afraid to leave their own homes that they aren't doing the things that they want to do. They don't, aren't doing the things that make them happy. And that, that makes me really sad. It makes me really sad for them. And I hope that they will come out of this okay. Um, I fear that some people will need medication and some deep therapy to get through this time. Um, it has been really difficult and isolating for so many people. And most, well, humans need interaction with other humans. Of course, there are people who are very introverted that are okay without a lot of human contact. I'm not one of those people, and most of the people I know are not those people. So um, as we get over COVID, quote unquote, um, people are needing to step through things that they wouldn't necessarily have to step through. Um, I hear from quite a few of my friends who have children um, of all ages that their kids are struggling in a way that maybe as a child they never did before. You might have a teenager or a middle schooler who got very good grades and now with remote schooling or hybrid schooling or whatever your school district is doing, the child is failing and the parents are at a loss. And, you know, I fear that there's going to be a lot of ADHD um, diagnoses that are not correct. It's because 
everybody, when they're working, needs to focus on what they're doing. And when you're in your home, and this goes for adults and kids, it's hard to focus on your work because you have a bunch of other distractions. And I mean, this is necessary right now because of the way things are with the, with the virus, but yet guard against having your child diagnosed with ADHD simply because they have a hard time focusing while doing their schoolwork at home. This is not um, normal. And so your child might be reacting um, abnormally than they would when they go back to school. And there's pushes for certain states to go back to their testing um, with school kids, their, their um, standardized tests. And I don't think they should right now because you're going to get kids that are just anxious and stressed out. We need to give them some space, just like we need to give the adults space to get back to normal life. And if there are things that um, remain anxieties or problems in school, then we can address it. But give that person, give everyone time to let their shoulders down and let's move forward and see what we've got. And then we can tackle those issues that remain. Um, all of that is coming out of coming out of COVID. And there's so much um, that we've all missed that we want to get back to. Let's support each other and let's not point fingers and say, no, you have ADHD, you're getting an F in school and you were always an A student and what is your problem? And the same with um, your employees if you own a business or if you manage a department. You know, I'm, I'm seeing in my staff some things happening with some of them that have never happened before. And that's due to stress. That's due to what we're all going through. And so we kind of have to all sit there and go, wow, okay, that person has never done that or not done that. You know, if they're missing doing something, let's let that go. Let's let's let it go because it's not important. Nothing bad happened. Let's let's give cut them some slack, if you will, because we all need some slack at this point as we come out of COVID. Um, when when you go through trauma, and this is a collective trauma that we're all going through, all all across the world, you're never the same after it, and and that can be a good thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing. What have we lost? We've lost hundreds of thousands of amazing people. Maybe some in your own family. Um, I have friends that are COVID long haulers and they've got permanent damage to their bodies, which is a loss. We've all lost in this. But as we come out of it, try, if you can, to find some of the positive ways your life has changed. And in the negatives, know how strong you are and that we can get through this.
vaccines are more prolific now. I'm getting more and more and more friends who are getting vaccinated. And I know that will continue. We've made some good change and we've tackled some bad stuff and some really hard stuff. But we're still here. And when I start getting stressed and over worried about things, which as a small business owner is is a daily occurrence right now, I try to remember the positives. I'm closer to my close friends than ever. Certain toxic people have gotten out of my life for which I'm grateful. I've seen the resilience of my staff, my business partner, my family, my husband, my brother, my kids. I've grieved the loss of people close to me, Sadie and Lily, who are both dogs, but those were my kids. And my, well, my child and my niece. And I'm here. I'm still here. So when you go forward today, think about the resilience that you've shown and that your family has shown and grieve the things that have been lost and the challenges that remain ahead. But when you're an old person, you're going to look back and say, wow, I lived through the pandemic of 2020. And I learned a lot. And I lost a lot. And I gained a lot. And it was a twist in my life that I never expected. But I'm still here. <laughs>